1: DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app. Pick six. Pick six is the newest way for you to get in on fantasy football action with DraftKings. Just pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. For example, will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown? Track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code John. That's code J-O-H-N, John, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, Three and Out Podcast. Here is the plan today: we are going to put out a uh, a gambling only podcast. I talked to Stucky. I think he was back in uh, in in PA in Philadelphia visiting some family, and we dive in deep to everything about the Super Bowl props. Obviously, the overall game. Uh, some of our thoughts you know, MVP stuff, some just different flyer bets, you name it, we cover it, and uh, I actually just saw a headline that 68 million people are going to gamble on the Super Bowl, up 35% from last year, which I'm sure was an all-time high. Great time to be alive. This I feel like this time, as someone who's a podcaster and is a degenerate gambler, I, I feel like I was born to live in... The 2020s, <laughs> you know, it's some people, it's like, I would have been a lot better in the 1940s. Like, I, I would not have. I can't fix much. Not a great shot. So, uh, I, I would say the 2020s were made for John Middlecoff, and luckily, we get to talk about the Super Bowl, so I'm very, very excited. I just went third person there, but kind of jokingly, very, I was, it was very uh, sarcastic, you know, it wasn't too serious. And here's the plan. I uh, we did a podcast all, every day this week. I'm going to bring my stuff with me. If you're listening to this on Thursday, I am in Las Vegas, and when I'm in Las Vegas, I might do a little uh, little podcast for us, maybe from the hotel room, the old Cosmopolitan. See what's going on. See who I can run into, and uh, who I can rub elbows with at, at the volume party. And yeah, we will go from there. So, th- this will be the big breakdown, gambling, kind of discussing the game. And I-, I would imagine Friday's podcast a little lighter, a little more of a screw around podcast. But before we dive into my man Stucky from the Action Network, you guys know the drill download the official ticketing app of this podcast. It's game time. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. Had some family, friends buy almost seventy-five thousand dollars worth of Super Bowl tickets. Now, it's clearly the most expensive event you can—it's it's humanly possible to attend. But a lot of these concerts and NBA games and college basketball—it's very expensive to go to these games, right? Maybe not Super Bowl prices, but listen for us—for us, for us working-class people, uh, buying tickets is a big deal. Uh, I, trust me, I've seen the prices and uh, been lucky enough to partner with Game Time to try to save some people some money. And anything you want to go to, college, professional sports, obviously concerts, comedy shows, use the Game Time app and then use the promo code JOHN. J O H N, J O H N. Save yourself $20. Get out of the house, go enjoy a night out, and uh, do it with a little help from us, saving a little money. Don't even need a thank you. Just download that app, Game Time, promo code JOHN, and go enjoy yourself with some family, some friends, a loved one. And uh, yeah, tweet at us or Instagram tag us. We'd appreciate it. Okay, Super Bowl week is upon us. And uh, I, like my man Stucky, am bittersweet because this game is probably the best game in the history of games to gamble on, given that you can make 7 million different bets. But it also means that there is not a football game. I don't even count preseason anymore. A meaningful football game. Till early September. That's that's a long time. Stucky Action Network. He's got a Super Bowl podcast coming out. The tourney's not that far away. No one is more locked into college basketball on a random Wednesday night than than this guy. So uh, Stucky, what's cracking, bro?
4: Don't short us a week, by the way. Uh, late August, last week of August. Uh, we'll have like a game in Dublin in college football. But yeah, uh, yeah,
1: uh, that's true. College football.
4: Um, it's regardless. It's it's depressing either way. I remember growing up. I think that this past weekend when the pro bowl, I didn't even, I didn't see a highlight, I didn't watch any of the pro bowl. I used to love the pro bowl and I think like it peaked like the peak pro bowl was 20 years ago this week when Peyton Manning they got it was like the final score was like 54-51. Peyton Manning led like a two minute drill. Uh the defense was trying at the end the funny thing is they didn't get the onside kick, but the NFC didn't take knees because it's like, hey, it's the Pro Bowl. So Peyton Manning got a chance to uh, – they just chucked it in the end zone and the NFC picked it. But, man, yeah, like the, the Pro Bowl, I mean, oh, it's so bad now. Um, Bro,
1: yeah, I, I, saw, I saw highlights on Twitter this weekend of like a deep bomb to Randy Moss, which I would get. He had a Minnesota helmet on, so early 2000s. The defensive line was full go. The quarterback had to scramble – Randy's getting double coverage. The, the DBs fly into each other. Honestly, it looked like a normal game. It's like the NBA All-Star game. You watched in the 90s, it was legit bad. It was like Michael Jordan versus Shaq or what you know, it was like felt legitimate. Now, obviously, the money is so outrageous. None of these guys give a shit. I'm with you. I didn't see one snap. Uh, but they it's not even football. It's just it's it's flag football now. So, which is very on brand. Yeah, I I mean
4: Sean Taylor, rest in peace. Uh he oh, really yeah. lit up Brian Mormon. That 20, 2004 Pro Bowl game, Ed Reed, uh my favorite player of all time, he he uh blocked a punt, scooped it, and returned it. Like it's a pro Bowl, and this guy's going full full gear to block a punt. But uh speaking of depressing, yeah, depressing weekend for me last week with the Ravens, I which leads will lead him to the Super Bowl because I that was not the team I saw all year. I don't know what their game plan was. Um, they didn't run it. Uh, one of the least run heavy game plans of any team in any game, regular season or postseason, of the entire season. And they were the most run heavy team in the league. They didn't throw a play action. I almost feel like they Galaxy brain themselves. Um, they said, "Oh, the Chiefs are going to expect us to run," and they overthought it. And I, because if there's no other explanation to the what their game plan was, you know, they just spread it, sp- spread the Chiefs out and throw on them with Lamar. It's like your weakness versus their strength. The only other thing that is worth bringing up, because it's relevant to the Super Bowl, is that this happened with Prime Brady as well. So I'm really curious what happens with the 49ers if they get behind. Teams feel like they're behind by way more than they are. So it's like you're playing Prime Brady and you go down seven. Like the Ravens were in that game the entire game. There was no reason to not run the ball at all. And But you feel like you can't afford to potentially just run it a couple times and have to punt, and then they're going to score again. And you get this, like, panicked, we have to keep up, we have to throw, we have to be super aggressive because of who we're playing against. You would see teams just abandon their game plans against Prime Brady, and you see it at times against Mahomes. And one of the biggest advantages the 49ers have in this game is obviously they're running their rush attack, their play action passing. So if they get behind, can they just stay you know you know that chan is gonna have his script but after that can they just stay calm and relax because i feel like the Ravens played that game and called that game like they were down 20 ever since since they went down seven nothing they thought they were down 20 the entire game it was very bizarre
1: you know it's funny i heard steve young talking about he's like the crazy part about the playoffs is when you're a good team your whole if something goes wrong early you look up, and it feels like your whole—because it is. It's just a one-game situation. It's like your whole season is just, you know, disappearing in front of your eyes. And and everyone kind of freaks instead of—like you said. It's one thing. If you're the Niners, you're down 24-7. There has to be some urgency. But, like, sometimes you're down 10-0. It's it's three minutes left to go in the first quarter. It's like, fuck, everyone relax. You know, it's we see fumbles, picks, misfield goals. Just, just take a deep breath. But that is not what happens. Now, the Monk can – listen, I, I, with you, like most people, hammered the Ravens in that game. You know, the one thing different between Shanahan and most coaches is he will, when he's down a little bit, continue to run the ball. Now, he not only has a star running back, but he has this receiver that can also – they can get – they can, like, uh, do these hybrid college plays where they throw quick screens that are basically run plays – so they keep like some semblance of everyone taking a deep breath. Most teams, though, are like the Ravens. It's either like a true run or a pass. What were some of those pass plays? You know, I mean, this Chiefs team, and this is where I get to the 49ers in this game. Like start to finish, even Andy Reid was asked about it on uh the opening ceremonies. He's like, it's not crazy they like he's kind of you know playing, placating to the media, but like it's not crazy they're favored. We've been up and down all season. They had an excellent season. Like start to finish, the Niners were clearly one of the best teams. If not, you know, beside the Ravens in that game, the best team throughout the season. So the thing with the Niners, I think that you question is like these last two weeks look a lot different than the entire body of work. Where the Chiefs, honestly, there are a lot of similarities with the last couple weeks. They played in a lot of kind of gritty games. That's kind of how they have played. They just won those two instead of they, they lost some throughout the season. But the Niners did not look like the team that we've seen the last two weeks. I mean, their defense, Stucky, was getting fucking shredded. That makes me nervous. Like, I, I want to put an astronomical out on the Niners, but it's hard. Like, and I, I think they're going to win, but I- it's not like I'm con- I was confident and cocky going into the like la- uh, They're going to kill the Lions, or they'll win by double digits. Definitely the Packers. And then you got humbled, and you got humbled quick. But when you can't stop anyone, especially in the run game, it's like having a bullpen that can't get an out. It's, it's very, you know, demoralizing. You know, you feel just, it's like a slow, just, you know, kidney shots on the ground. And the one thing with Andy Reid, this kid's got 24 carries in two of the last three games. This isn't, you know, 2006 Andy Reid. He's more willing to run it, partly because Pacheco's one of their best offensive players, right?
4: Yeah. You know, the way that the Chiefs run it, at least, is not, i might not be able to take a full advantage of some of the 49ers' issues in their run defense, uh, especially on the edge. Right, you're going up against uh, some some really good rushing teams. The Chiefs middle of the pack, but they've been better of late. I, I think that now in this game, I played from a, a side perspective. I didn't play the total. I could see it being high. I think it's going to it's going to come down to the start because it's going to be it's going to be a slow pace. Because I think both teams are going to run it more. This 49ers play really slow. The Chiefs don't play particularly fast.
1: So the four, 49ers keep... do not have a hurry up offense. Doesn't yeah.
4: exist. Um, so the, the, the pace will be slow. But from a side perspective, I did play the four like so I made the spread around like 49ers minus two point nine ish. And because I'm you have to you still have to look at the entire body of work. The Niners arguably should have lost the past two weeks, but they were the most dominant team in the NFL all season. as a team that was yeah, you know, they just they were at one point some odds makers had four to five points better than the next best team. Now the last two weeks, yeah, they arguably should have lost both games but you know in, in a way it's like all right we survived that we have two weeks you have to remember this Chiefs team they played a Dolphins team that was completely decimated you know out playing them outdoors and like frigid temperatures he played a Bills team Bills on a short week they had no linebackers left defensive back injuries they were playing you know a guy that was gone on vacation 60 snaps at linebacker and AJ Klein who just got abused and then the Ravens come out with this bizarre game plan and just don't run the ball don't throw a play action. So the Chiefs still have, you know, the wide receiver room isn't great. They've kind of shrunk who they throw it to. You know, they're leaning on the run. It's like, we're just going to throw it to Rice. Rice. We're just going to throw it to Kelsey. Uh, So they kind of cut a lot of fat off their offense, but the tackles are still an issue. Um, And, you know, the defense is good, but this is a bottom five defense against the run, a bottom five defense against play action passing, and you're going to give Kyle Shanahan two weeks to prepare for that. So I, I played the Niners' first half money line. I show a little value in the number and what I'm scared about for the 49ers would be, I think anything that can happen late could, will, it potentially favors the Chiefs. You you would, we'll start with special teams. You would trust the Chiefs kicker, right? If you have big kicks late in the fourth quarter, you're going to yes. trust Butker over Moody. Defensive second half adjustments, you would trust Spagnola over Wilkes. You know, Wilks, people talk about his adjustment last week. You know, the Lions still have a chance to score. All he did was just play more man. And we'll see how much man he plays here because, you know, Niners play a lot of quarters, cover three, which Mahomes has historically done very well against. But there's not much else the Niners will do from a adjustment perspective defensively. They're always going to have a four-man front. You know, they're going to have their two linebackers back a little bit who are excellent. And then they can just change up the coverages a bit in the back end. But Spagnuolo is capable of making – uh, more drastic changes. And this Chiefs defense has allowed under four points per game on average in the second half over the last eight games. Uh, you've got to remember last week, they won in Baltimore. They didn't score a point in the second half and they still won. Granted, they got a, you know some red zone turnovers, but their defensive adjustments have been great. And then for as good as Purdy's been, this guy still, how many starts does he have under his belt
1: for a yeah, Super like Bowl? 20.
4: If you have Mahomes who gets the ball late, right down four, uh, versus Purdy who gets the ball laid down for it, you're going to trust Mahomes to go down the field and get it done. So I think the Niners are the better team. I show a little value in the number, but I played first half money line. I think their script will be excellent. I think in a way, you know, Shannon's always going to do what he's going to do. But seeing what the Ravens did against the Chiefs, I think just reinforces even more. You have to you have to throw with play action. You have to run the ball. Well, that's kind of the crux of the San Francisco offense. So I think they'll have a ton of success on the ground, be able to sustain drives. And then it's going to come down to, you know, can they, how big of a lead can they build? What are the second half adjustments from Spagnola? And then can you avoid Mahomes getting the ball late and going down the field and scoring? And then you hope that you're, you know, you're the kicker disadvantage doesn't hurt you, but you're right. And I don't think Shanahan will panic. Um, it's just not who he is now. Granted it's, this is you're usually the better team, and that's one of the reasons why Shannon's usually conservative. And he said this, yeah, like on fourth down, players. he's like, we're usually the better team with better players. We don't have to be as aggressive on fourth down. So does that does his mindset shift a little bit if they're down in the second half? But I trust him more than any coach to stick to the game plan and completely exploit what Kansas City's primary weaknesses are, which is defending the run. To, you know, against play action pass, the difference between play action and not play action on the Chiefs, they go from a top five to a bottom five pass defense. Uh, so Niners can establish the run, throw with play action, even early. I think they're going to have a ton of success on offense, but I do worry a bit about those three phases in the second half, the Spagnuolo adjustments, the Mahomes late factor, and then just, you know, big kicks late. I would tend to side with Kansas city. So I played the 49ers first half money line was uh, the first bet that I made.
1: One thing with the 49ers offense is like a lot of their big plays come on not – they're not bombs to Randy Moss. These are shorter plays that the guys break tackles. Chiefs easily are one of the better tackling teams. I mean, they're all their secondary is a very physical group. So, like, a lot of big plays that come from Debo, that come from Kittle, Juwan Jennings, even Iuke will break tackles and lead to an explosive play. Maybe yep. a 15-yard gain turns into 45-yard gains. And that's an area that the Chiefs are just – they have to be one of the more physical slash better tackling teams in the NFL. You could argue the best. And, and you've seen it the last couple of weeks. They just tackle well in space. All their DBs, there's always been something early on with the 49ers teams, with Harbaugh and then early on with Shanahan. they Every guy on the team could tackle, and it's such a huge advantage. Like you just have none of your DBs are, you know, wussies out there. They're willing to fucking throw it around. The Chiefs have that. The 49ers, like Ward will tackle, but like Ambry Thomas, some of the other guys can just be a little hit or miss. They're just yeah. not great. That's not uh, – Justin Reed feels like he's one of the better tacklers in the league right now. Yeah. So, and definitely from a physical standpoint. So, that's an area – you know, we've talked about this before. The 49ers dominated the NFC, right? They beat the crap out of the Cowboys and the Eagles, and then in games that they should have lost, they just beat in the biggest moments against the Packers and the Lions. Like, they beat – in the Rams, they beat them all. But they did struggle against physical AFC teams, right? Ravens worked them on that Christmas night. The, the, uh, before Flacco showed up, the Browns beat them at home and th- the, Bengals before everyone on the, you know, burrow got hurt, kicked their ass. So, I mean, and the Bengals went healthier, just a physical, tough old school team. That's one area that like the chiefs are like that. You know, that's, what's weird about this chiefs team, right? They're really wired more like the AFC North team for the first time in this Mahomes era where they've yep. always been this sexy offense that I was looking. They have the number two sc- or three scoring defense in the league and the Niners, who have always been a defensive operation in their good teams, previously with Shanahan, with Garoppolo, and then Harbaugh, are one of the top offenses in the league scoring-wise because they their quarterback's thrown a bunch of touchdowns this year. So it's like it's kind of a lot different from the matchup we saw last time where the Niners were working the Chiefs, were shoving them around in that Super Bowl, and then they just imploded. But the Niners aren't built like that team because their defensive line, that, that's what makes me nervous about this Niners team is like their defensive line just isn't that good right now. So that's that's a concern. And if your defensive line isn't good and that's the way you're built, shit. I mean, you everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs receivers. Yeah, they're not as dependent on those guys anymore.
4: Yeah, no, the Chiefs are like an AFC North team. Uh no, you brought up two really interesting points. One, just that that Chiefs quarter out of the Super Bowl brings up the point, don't panic. The Chiefs were down twenty to ten with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter at one thirty, one twenty. <laughs> um but uh, the other thing is that the Chiefs 49ers game from 2022, Mahomes went bananas. Uh, you know, we threw for like 450 yards. They put up 43 points. I'm curious to see what coverages. There's two things I'm really interested to see. What coverages Wilkes runs. And then, uh, you know, does he go more man early? Now, granted, this Chiefs offense is nowhere near as explosive as that one. And then on the other side, there's Spagnuolo blitz. I mean, this is, he's known for his blitzes. He's known for bringing pressure, but Brock Purdy, number one in the NFL and touchdown passes, passer rating, yards per attempt against the Blitz this year. He's been phenomenal. So does Spagnola blitz, and that might be one of the adjustments he makes to the half. Like if he wasn't blitzing, does he try to bring more exotic blitzes or does he try to throw Purdy off early, you know, in his first Super Bowl? So I'm really curious to watch that. But you, I was going to bring up the point that you also just raised. We mentioned this. You know, we we said when we were talking about the Ravens 49ers game, said, would this change anything with the how you do either of these teams? I said, no, but it will be a huge talking point if the Niners lose this game. The AFC's, you know, success over the NFC, specifically against the 49ers all year. So it's certainly a question. And you could always fall back on the fact that the it's just Mahomes is an underdog. I mean, I'm kind of a hypocrite in a way because I, last year I said – to you here on the show. I said, you have the greatest quarterback on the planet as an underdog. Um, how are you not going to take it? And so I bet the Chiefs is an underdog last year in the Super Bowl, but I'm not here. Um, I'll look potentially to bet them live if they get behind. Um, but he uh, yeah, has 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog. It's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, I... Well, yeah, he hasn't
1: throw, Has he not thrown an interception? Has, doesn't even since... have a
4: turnover-worthy throw? In in the postseason, they've really cleaned up their offense, but you, in there, they had two drives versus Baltimore and then did nothing. Um, and you have to remember that the Bills and Dolphins were decimated on defense, like just injury wise, especially at the middle of the field. Um, and Mahomes put together, I mean, some of the throws he had to Kelsey on the first two drives against Baltimore, uh, that's just Mahomes, like that's just the brilliance of Mahomes. Is all oh, it's going to be. You, there's sometimes there's just no defense for that. The down is at least. Defend the middle of the field very well. They have great linebackers uh, to defend Kelsey. The the counter to that though is Kelsey just goes for ten and a hundred every single playoff game. I, I know. So um, doesn't matter. I so I but I will mention this is just a to me
1: to me they got that they got that late '90s Chicago Bulls thing. Yep. Scottie Pippen can barely walk into the arena and then all of a sudden he's locking down someone on defense and he scores 20 points and they win the champion. It's like I, I don't care what Kelsey looks like now. Once you get in the playoffs, you just gotta assume he's in peak form.
4: Yeah, like I show a little bit of value on betting his unders, but like I don't think do I really want to do that? Probably not. I will say a good tip for Do you think he
1: him. has MVP value at 12 to 1? Um
4: You know, I, it's it's hard. You go back over the past what 20 years uh, run at uh, a running back hasn't won it since what 96 when Terrell Davis won it. And but I think that this is probably the best chance for a running back to win it in McCaffrey because I think he's going to get a heavy workload. You, in order for a quarterback not to win it, I mean, because if you go back, the Chiefs had a run, Danny Williams had three touchdowns and uh, didn't win the MVP, Mahomes won it. But um, if you go back, the only other and Thailand has never won it for what it's worth. But if you go back over the past 20 years, you had guys like Edelman, Heinz Ward, um, I'm missing one or two others, Branch maybe. Um and by the way, for what what's interesting is that those guys were like Ward,
1: Larry, know, I think Larry Fitzgerald Larry Fitzgerald would have won it the one year if they would have won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And Brady Never had a chance. Yeah,
4: Brady was like he won a couple MVPs. Then it was like, all right, he already won two. They gave it to Branch. And then he already won two. So maybe there's some home fatigue. But when Cup won it too, um, when those you know what you have to do is you have to have like eight nine catches over a hundred yards, two touchdowns. That's certainly possible for Kelsey, and he has all the 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 narrative swirling around him. Um, yeah, and like so, the question is like, what? What would, what would someone have to do, to win it for Mahomes not to win it if the Chiefs win the game? So I don't like. We already saw a running back at three touchdowns and not once – So I, got, I don't think Pacheco can win it. So I think it would Chris Jones,
1: Yo- Chris Jones, a Von Miller type game. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's the a defensive got a couple of defensive guys. One very random guys like Malcolm Jones, uh, Dexter Jackson. Von Miller was more of a household name. You got to get like you got to run into a turnover. You got to have a lower scoring game too, which I don't necessarily I don't trust that there's not going to be enough offensive numbers here. So I, I'm not looking at any defensive guys, but the, the two guys on the Chiefs that I would look at are either Kelsey or Rice. Those are the two guys like so in the, the argument for Rice, you're getting much better odds and the 49ers theoretically should be able to cover Kelsey and there's no one really else. So Rice could be that guy that ends up getting eight, nine catches, you know, 110 yards and two touchdowns. Um, that's the key. And then maybe they don't give it to Mahomes. So, yeah, I think that those are the two you would look at. And then on the Niner side, yeah, I think that this could be the, the you know, one of the few chances that we've seen in the past 20 years and maybe we'll see for the next 20 years where a running back can win it in McCaffrey. Because uh, I think that, and for what it's worth, I also played one of my favorite props is Elijah Mitchell under one and a half carries. I just you might look and say he had four carries last week. He 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 came in because McCaffrey hurt his neck and then got four carries at the end of the game. Before then, McCaffrey had 100 percent of the, the carries in the postseason. I don't I don't think that they're going to hand it to Mitchell here. He's not a good pass blocker. They're going to ride with McCaffrey. who got him there. And then you're going to have Debo Samuel runs. So
1: Debo's D- uh, their backup running back in this.
4: Yeah, game. yeah. So you know you're basically betting against McCaffrey getting injured at any point. Um, so uh, under I, one and a half. I,
1: I, I, see Stucky, I do, and I'm I'm not disagreeing with you on McCaffrey. He could easily have, you know, you just ride the shit out of him. You slow down the game. He has 120 yards, maybe three touchdowns, and you win 28 to 17. And he just kind of dominated throughout the game. He he would get it. I do think there's some value in Debo, a little bit, quote unquote, a long shot, twenty to one. Bright lights player last week, eight for ninety. In the Super Bowl as a rookie, he had five for forty, and he was kind of a no-name guy then, and he was kind of returning as well. Kyle likes to use him in the game plan several different ways. So if you, like you said, if you look at it, he gets let's say seven to eight catches and gets you know eighty-ish yards and a touchdown. What if he gets three or four carries, and one of those carries he busts for 45 yards and a touchdown? And if one of those big touchdowns happen in the second half to swing the game, I do think there would be some momentum for him. Now, again, it's a little harder for him to do it, but I think when you look at the value, he's a guy that just could... If I tell you that he has 14 touches in the game between catches and... and uh, and handoffs, like him and McCaffrey could account for, what, well over 30 between the two of them, right? Because yep. sometimes Kittle Kittle's tough because he could just have no catches and and play a big role or just one catch for like 15 yards and block. You know, Iyuk's kind of hit or miss. He can have really good games, but he also can do nothing. I, I think it's a lock that Debo and Christian McCaffrey are getting a ton of touches, and it's just about which one of those you know, breaks off the big run. Which one of those in the red zone are the guys that get it through? Because one of them, to me, could easily have two plus touchdowns. If you And then if you like Debo, it's almost like you could parlay a couple of things like Debo anytime touchdown plus 135, Debo MVP, and maybe Debo, you know, over 60 yards catching and kind of do it that way uh, to get a pretty good odds on something probably, you know, I mean, you'd be talking like 45, 50 to one.
4: Over rushing yards to 14, which I yeah. don't hate. Uh, this is usually when. You know, big super like Super Bowl. You look back in big games. This is he's gonna be, you know, he's two weeks to get even healthier. And he looked obviously healthy in the NFC championship game. He's
1: but. just a bright lights guy. Like Christian McCaffrey's slow, steady. You always depend on him. Debo's one of those, like, you know, you you circle a game, you're like, Yeah, he's gonna fucking bring it. And, yep. and Kyle likes to use him.
4: Yeah. And in in the play action, I think they're gonna use him in the run game, creative ways. Um yeah, in the case of McCaffrey, Chiefs have struggled to cover running backs out of the backfield, but then you can kind of use Samuel in that way. And then maybe will, just will, to,
1: Willie Gay, I mean Willie Gates hurt, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, so it's like that's a pretty big, you know, missing one of your linebackers who can run.
4: Yeah, and there's 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 a chance, it's an outside chance, but maybe they didn't throw Debo back to like for a return. So, you know, then if you get a big return, then then you're really... They've done
1: looking. it this year when they had some injuries, so why yeah. wouldn't they do it in the Super Bowl? Yep.
4: Yeah. Um, especially like second half high leverage spot and then you're not as concerned about injuries or anything. So you could see him Ravens did that with like Ed Reed a couple times. Um but one could,
1: issue betting on Debo and Christian, unlike Kelsey, like Kelsey just is very durable in these big games. There are just moments you look over there and one of them's going like this or one of them's getting their leg worked on. Yeah. That that would be the concerning thing about Mitchell under one that's, and a half.
4: That's basically what he, I'm betting against. I'm just betting against McCaffrey not getting hurt.
1: Staying healthy. If he stays healthy Kyle gives him unlimited carries in, like, week four uh, against the fucking Atlanta Falcons. So you better believe the Super Bowl. He's going to ride these guys, not worried about injury. They can get healthy, OTAs. He doesn't care about any of that crap. Yeah, I I think, like, 5%.
4: 5% 5, 5 is a little high, too, that that McCaffrey gets hurt. Um, And then... Yeah, I mean, or like if he's just gassed or something, or he has to get something touched up. That's basically what I'm betting on here, because I don't think that they're going to give Mitchell any carries. If it's Debo
2: and McCaffrey, that's it. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
0: Hi, checking in for...
2: Or the perfect table.
0: Hey, where are you? Coming!
2: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
0: Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made
2: it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American express terms apply. Learn more at americanexpresscom slash with Amex.
0: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. to start listening
1: for I, one prop I kind of like first drive 49ers field goal missed like if, if that thing's over 40 and you know a lot of pressure on Moody you know that's 20 to 1 that's that's a little bit of a flyer there I don't
4: mind uh, that I, I also I want to see if what Shanahan does on an early fourth down um with a potential long kick there's you know, and keep in mind that this these are great kicking conditions, great punting conditions. It's you know a little bit of altitude indoors, no weather. Um So if he has like a forty-eight yarder, and say it's fourth and four from the thirty-one on the first drive, does Shanahan go or kick? I don't know the answer. I, I really don't know what he I don't would do. I, I
1: don't either. I I don't know either. He can. He's probably more inclined, even it's crazy to say, to kick. Now once that guy misses a field goal then it's done. Then it's done. But I, I do think early on he's wired like, you know, Bill Parcell's nineteen eighty three. Now he's he will change because this guy's given him room to change. Yep. Where I think Andy's kind of proven he'll be a little more aggressive nowadays. Uh obviously that's the other thing. The elephant in the room in this game is the Chiefs don't have that much to lose, right? They're just trying to be like, we now sit at the table with, you know, the Elways and Montanas and Bradys. Like, you could argue they're already kind of there. You know, Andy and Kelsey and Mahomes' legacy, even Chris Jones. Like, this is, the pressure to me in this game is on the Niners. It's like, if not now, then when? You just avoided two disasters. You know, this is easily the least, it's hard to say least talented because their defense is really good, but like, this is the worst team start to finish of a season so far of the chiefs of the last four or five years. And it's like easy travel for you guys. Like they're just, you're healthy. They're just no excuse. Your quarterback makes nothing. You've built up this team. That's where the pressure, like you said with Kyle, to me, Andy kind of gets, get, get ready for like a ring around the Rosie. It's like, he's going to have some fun. If he loses it, there's not a soul that's going to be like, yeah, he's still the best coach and he's still the best quarterback. And Kelsey's the best tight end we've ever seen where it's like, People will at of the a Chiefs and credit down, for, like, for just getting here,
4: like just getting fuck to the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. And
1: rightfully so. Yeah. On the road, two big dogs, and not like dogs where it's like this is crazy. They're a dog. It's like yeah, they're gonna lose. Yeah. Hell, we were talking during the season like yeah, the Chiefs probably a one and done playoff team. Yeah. And this is this is kind of their Patriot moment. Like, are you really betting against us? And now we're playing. It, we're still the underdog. And it's like I don't know. Does Kyle get tight? That, that's what makes me nervous about betting on this game because they're one side. It's the Super Bowl, so obviously everyone's nervous and hyped up. But there's going to be a looseness with the Chiefs of like we're kind of playing with house money. And there is for all these guys, like there's a chance the Niners, even if they're good the next five years, never make it back. You know, Dan Campbell said it after the game. He's like, I looked at the guys. I said, you know, we're not guaranteed ever to come back here. Now the Niners have been to the championship game a bunch, but I don't know that that that's the one thing that makes me nervous about the Niners. You could feel it the last couple games, right? It was like. Super Bowl or bust, and then all of a sudden you're down. You're like, God damn, this is going to end like this. Happened yeah. a little with the Ravens, but at least with the Ravens, like Lamar's under a long term contract. Harbaugh, you know, it's, it's, you still don't know when you're going to get back. Damn, Mar- no, guarantee.
4: Youngest quarterback ever in NFL history to start in a Super Bowl. I think he was 23 and change, never got back. Who, who would have thought Dan Marino was never getting back to the Super Bowl? You just, you never know. And yeah, you get a longer halftime, you have a lead, do you get tighter? Um, you know, Purdy, one of the things that I've liked about uh, and I've always liked about Purdy and he's shown it the last two weeks is that he's just been uh, resilient, right? And he's, but this is different. It's a Super Bowl. Um, so does he get tight and, you know, no one who you're playing against, which is why, why I went with the 49ers money line in the first half. I, I think this, like, what it boils down to, if you played this game, yeah, does he have? Times.
1: Does, I mean, if they're gonna, if they're gonna win, the odds of a quarterback the last twenty years is like sixty, seventy percent at at almost two and a half to one. He's got to be. If you like the Niners to win, putting some money on Purdy is yeah. it feels like a pretty good bet, right? Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I think, but just
4: I go back to last week. Now the Niners' defense isn't as good as the Ravens' defense, but their offense is better. Um and so the Chiefs will have a little bit more offensive success because again they did not they did literally did nothing last week in the second half after those first two drives they did nothing but part of it is they didn't have to do much but uh, last week going into that game I was confident the Ravens were going to win because I thought they were going to run it and throw a play action well they decided to do neither uh, but the 49ers will always do that and I think that they'll just be able to sustain drives more consistently um, and I think that'll be the difference but I am the reason I bet first half instead of full game is I'm afraid of the adjustments I'm afraid to just the nerve factor that you said, uh, the experience of Mahomes, and then just if you need a big kick late, um, I would trust Butker obviously much more than Moody. So that's why I went with first half money line. Um, but I think that the Niners offense has the biggest advantage of any group in this game, which should ultimately decide it. But I, the spread's too. Like, it, it, but obviously you go either way. And you, you're betting against the best quarterback on the planet who all he does is win as an underdog. Uh so, but uh, that's that's where I think the biggest edge is. Niners running, throwing the play action, where the Chiefs have been abysmal all year. Can they stick to it? I think they will, and especially early, with the script that Shanahan's going to have here. Um, I think they're going to come out with a good, uh, you know, sense of urgency after the past two weeks. So I, I think that they'll get out early. Um, little dice you late.
1: One group that jumped out to me is... You know, the Niners' interior offensive line is not great, right? Their center and their two guards, very hit or miss. Uh, The Chiefs lost a a really good guard to a peck injury for the season. Now, Mahomes, like you mentioned before we hopped on, doesn't get sacked that often. But beside Aaron Donald, I mean, you could argue three of the best interior pass rushers. I mean, when Armstead's healthy, obviously Hargrave and Chris Jones are just elite interior pass rushers. All of those guys are plus odds to just have basically a half a sack. And to me, I, I'd be a little stunned if Chris Jones, if Purdy goes sackless, and if he's going to get sacked, you would say the likelihood of it being Chris Jones up the middle feels pretty good. And the thing with Armstead, like, listen, Mahomes, his savviness and instincts are elite. One thing Armstead, has, he's just he's enormous, so he can just grab you like Chris Jones from really, really far away. And if he's able to smoke one of those guards, same thing. You know, Hargrave's smaller, but he's so quick. I I wonder. I'd be stunned if if some of those don't hit.
4: Yeah, especially I would,
1: if one of the teams down. You know, so yeah. you know, you're talking second half, maybe down ten plus points, two scores. The, the Chiefs. I mean, Andy will pass every play. Kyle is a little different, but e- even when the play action stuff, his guards can get fucking smoked.
4: Yep. Yeah. And I also think that the I mean, the Chiefs tackles are are bad, and they've been bad all year. You might, you might see Armstead kick out to end some, I mean, with how bad Chase Young has looked late. So you he might get some You get Bo- Bosa,
1: two, Bosa two sacks plus 350 right now. Yeah, that's... I don't hate that's it, bold. but
4: yeah, it's tough because Mahomes is so good at evading sacks. Um, how, how
1: about this one? Bosa sack and Warner seven plus tackles plus 175.
4: I don't mind that. Um, yeah, Warner... Warner's
1: getting 10 tackles, yeah, he's right? He's going to have a day.
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did. I actually kind of like
4: Purdy under two and a half sacks. i played a little bit of that. He's only gone over that four of eight, 18 games. Now he's playing a defense that was top three in the league in sacks. But I think the Niners are going to run at a time, throw a collection. And I don't necessarily think the Chiefs are going to blitz as much as they usually do. Purdy's been so good against the blitz, Spagnola will cater his game plans based on the opponent. So I don't think the Chiefs are going to be completely blitz heavy. And I think that the Niners get out in front. So I actually played under uh, under Chiefs getting two and a half sacks, but under Purdy taking two and a half sacks. Uh, I don't mind the Armstead one. Uh, I don't mind that Bosa-Warner combo either. And then a for fun one, my overtime guy, uh, who's like a wizard at pricing overtime, says that there's actually value in this game going to overtime, um, which I never would think. Everyone wants to bet these. A lot of times he's betting these yes things is you know, there's sucker bets, like betting there's an octopus at like 15 to one. And that you go back in NFL history, it's like a two per, 2% of games have one. So it should be like 50 to one. Um, will there be a successful onside kick at like 12 to one? It's like, first of all, you need an onside kick. And second of all, they're like 2%. Like you can't get an onside kick. That's a terrible bet. Um, will there be a safety usually is a terrible bet. But this one, my, my guy says there's value in this game going to overtime at like 13 to one so uh i sprinkled some on it and it would be amazing if we get you could get a you have the new overtime rules which we've never seen um i was trying to get some books to post double overtime odds i don't i wouldn't even know how to price that but um i didn't see any out there but yeah i'll be I'll be rooting for overtime um so hopefully the niners go up the chiefs catch them niners win in overtime for your sake uh That's how I'm hoping the game plays out. And then McCaffrey doesn't get hurt.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. Join me on the dark side of sports by
2: listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: A couple big picture gambling things. I don't know if you had a chance to read that uh, that article on the Jets about internally how they're a fucking disaster. Yep. Whatever. If they're over under this, you know, whenever that comes out in a couple months, is to me eight or above. I, I think they got implosion written all over them. Forty year old guy coming back, an offensive coordinator who's clearly not that good. I mean, this is a little look ahead, but that's that's a number that I'm. And I was a guy that like bought into him this year. I'm like, I think the Jets wild card team. I, I probably would have been wrong because he would have got hurt no matter what with that offensive line. Yeah, but now he's a year older. He's injured. The pressure. I think them and the Bears, anytime you go into a season with just kind of this elephant in the room about your coach, uh, you know, they're, they're the Bears going to have a rookie quarterback. But with this Rodgers, the 40-year-old thing, I, I think they got... We, we've seen it so often in football history, right? This type of situation just kind of implode.
4: Yeah, I'm shocked that didn't, like, Blow, like I'm shocked they Sala was kept. Um, there wasn't more. Uh, they, I agree. They have the potential to just everything goes wrong, and then you have to blow it all up uh, next year. So,
1: AFC yeah, is going to be so is going to be good next year again. I mean, yeah. it's going to be better assuming yeah, they, people can stay healthy. Yeah, they
4: don't get a last place schedule. Patriots have that. Um, so, yeah, I haven't dug too much in the next year, but yeah, they're they're certainly not a team I'm looking to back.
1: No, well. Well, let me ask you before you go, how
4: confident, scale of one to 10, how confident are you in the Niners?
1: Uh, uh, I was more confident last Super Bowl against Coach Reed and the Chiefs. I would say I was very, very confident the last two weeks in the playoff games, and I got humbled fast. I mean, I thought the Packers game was so weird, but last week they were getting there, or two weeks ago, getting their ass kicked. I mean, that that's that's one of the more miraculous playoff comebacks you're going to see. I mean, at the, at that price, or excuse me, at that, you know, the, the score. You know, All the, the bounces that point. went their
4: way, yeah.
1: Yeah, and even Shanahan said, like, one huge variable playing Dan Campbell is, like, he'll go for it, and if you stop him, it's a huge swing in the game, and that that happened definitely when he decided not to kick the field goal. Uh, and, you know, they, the, they couldn't have, you know, the fumble with Gibbs, the following drive, it enabled them to come back like that. But what... It's weird, right? Because you look at the Packers. Aaron Jones, when healthy, is a top five back. Gibbs is easily one of the most explosive backs. So their run defense is a little off. Well, they're playing just... I mean, Aaron Jones is an elite player, and Gibbs is like one of the fastest players in the league. That, Like you said, the Chiefs' running game... It's, it's, not more really like big, like, yeah, it's more like it's power. Yeah. More are they, like, they going to bust charted. like 40-yard runs? Like that yeah, was part of busting. it. It was like demoralizing these runs that yeah. were long. Like Pacheco is more likely to get like six yards. Yeah. But not, is he is he going to have like back-to-back 23-yard carries? Probably not.
4: Yeah. And then, so the Packers and lines have good tackles and they can run outside zone. And that's where the 49ers are really weak running outside. Maybe,
1: maybe the Chiefs are a better matchup for them than the Ravens would be.
4: Yeah, they ran it. Yeah, no, I agree that she's the cheese run game is all year. It's like middle of the pack. It's good. It's not great. And the way that they run it, I think is a decent matchup. Now, like can Chase Young, you know, hold the edge and they're probably going to attack him in the run game. So I'm curious to see like the rotations like did then do you end up kicking Armstead out there? Um, Use more Kinlaw like so they might attack young. That's that's a guy I'd be worried about. But the Chiefs run run offense. I wouldn't be as worried about as what we saw against the Lions and the Packers. I'd just be more worried about Mahomes' magic, basically. Um, and now their offense is better. They've cut out like all the the fat, all the guys who were dropping balls, and um, and they're really just focused on a couple guys. But that also makes it easier to to try and game plan for uh, when you have two weeks to prepare. So you know, it's just sometimes. Kyle Hamilton gave up his first touchdown of the year. He was blanketed all over Kelsey. Mahomes just – i he could have went out there and handed it to him. He just He was an absolute BB right into his the, hands in the corner of the end zone. Like, there's nothing you can do about
1: that. The thing that makes me nervous is not even the players as much as the coaches because these coaching staffs – I mean, this is – you know, Kyle – obviously Andy's currently probably the best coach in the league. Kyle's a top five guy. But uh, we talked about it earlier. Like, Andy's just so free now. At, once he won the one, it was like he struck oil. Then he won the second, and now it's like... And he's got this defensive coordinator that they go back so long that he never has to worry about leaving, who's obviously one of the elite big-game defensive coordinators of, like, our lifetime. He's like the yep. Belichick version of what Parcells had. I mean, he's fucking dominant. He's yep. beat everyone that's mattered in, yep. in, in playoff games. Going back to And Brady. obviously in the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's I, a I huge just,
4: concern of mine. The second half, like, I don't think that there's many adjustments that the Niners can make. But the well, Chiefs, they can blitz,
1: they can blitz linebackers, but then opens the middle of the field. Yeah, you don't right? want to really
4: blitz Mahomes. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean that you could do that, but I, I don't think you would want to do that. Um, Mahomes is like the greatest of all time against the blitz. So, the, I the second half adjustments definitely would favor Spagnola. Um, it, you know, over almost any coordinator, so I I definitely be worried about that. And yeah, you're right. The Chiefs they can not only play like they were the underdog card, like Andy Reid mentioned that. Like, you know, as you meant, they said, hey, we're the underdog. I'm sure he's playing that card, but they also can just play looser. looser. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm so curious to see how the Niners handle that if they ha- if they have the lead uh, in the second half. But I ultimately think it'll be a good game, um, competitive throughout. Yeah, to and- to, to, me,
1: to me, it's like this would be. As time goes on, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I lost to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes twice in Super Bowls." It doesn't sound that crazy. Just like Pete Carroll going, "Well, I lost to Belichick and Brady in a Super Bowl." Well, then you examine it. It's like, "Well, you were favored twice." I don't know how this game's going to play out, but you had a ten-point lead in the fourth quarter, so there is context behind it. You're—I you, don't want to say you're the big favorite in this game, but I think clearly, I, I don't know. I mean, most people would agree that they have the better team, top to bottom. So it's like, Kyle, if you're not going to win this time, are you going to be, you know, now Andy was this way for a long time and it took him getting Patrick Mahomes to just completely throw that narrative in the trash. Well, you know, if he can't win with this version of his team, like this team's never going to be better probably. Maybe next year, but like the windows now definitely never have a better opportunity.
4: Well, especially because the NFC is weak this year. And, you know, these things go in ebbs and flows. Like look at the NFC North. Right, the Bears have the potential. You saw their defense getting better. If they get a quarterback, the Lions are in position to be good for a while. The Packers are in position yeah. to be good for a while. The Vikings, they have made a lot of progress this year. They're going to have a quarterback, and they didn't have a quarterback this year. It's like that, that one division.
1: Um, the 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 Rams are going to keep getting better. They got a bunch yeah. of young players.
4: Yeah. So like the NFC this year was just right for the picking. Um, so that adds to it. E-
1: eagles imploded.
4: Yeah. So yeah, like that. Their opportunity—you never know when you're not going to get back. Um, so yeah, they'll will definitely be questions for Shanahan, warranted or not. And then his legacy will depend on if he doesn't win this game. Does he does he win? Does he get it back and win win one again? If not, yeah, even though he lost uh, to Mahomes and Reed, there there still will be questions. And this is this is as good as an opportunity as you're going to get.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the good thing for him. Is clearly like he's a football guy, like he's not looking to go to the media or whatever. Like if you and Andy was the same way early on in his career, but he only got to the game once, right? If I would have told you he would have got to the game multiple times with that defense, you know, who knows? Maybe they just maybe they get one. You get to the game multiple times, like look back at Marvel Levy. What's the statistical chances if you just ran like in the history of the league, you go to four straight Super Bowls and not win one? It's probably very slim, right? <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I think they're going to win, but, shit, I, I, I don't have that much confidence on, on putting money on them. Okay, Stucky, well, it's been a hell of a run. It's uh, been a fun season. We've basically seen it all this year. It's hard to get much better, and we'll be back at it, uh, I guess, next year. So, take it easy, bro, enjoy the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it was a good season. Let's close it strong, and uh, good luck to your Niners. I wish they were playing the – Ravens, but uh, go Niners, especially first half. But enjoy the game, everybody, and good luck on your bets.
2: The volume.